Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast and today proudly sponsoring our very own peak, I looked down like I had peak performance on me there, I did a minute ago, for anyone who doesn't know, I had peak performance on. Uh, second podcast sponsored by our very own peak performance event, so we're extremely proud of that and what an incredible second guest to have um, joining us, Arshdeep Sunny, dude, absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, to be honest. Yeah, man, we're going to get into some hot topics. We're going to we're going to talk. Well, we were talking off camera and I know yeah. a lot of this stuff is going to be really relatable to everyone that watches because you are from the outside. First <laughs> thing I said to you when I uh, yeah. came uh, sort of to the lobby there to meet you, dude, you must be full time in this. It must be absolutely hectic. And you turn around, you're like, I still run a full time job. That's the funny thing. Everyone says um, or assumes that I am full time, but I'm not. You know, this is. This is a full-time thing, but as a second full-time thing. Yeah. So my, my main full-time thing currently is a software engineer. So I work for Compare the Market currently. Um, so I do my nine to five and I do my five to 12. Yeah. yeah. So it's like two full-time jobs daily. So Love this. This is going to be a good podcast because yeah. I'll tell you why. Two shifts in a day. I recently <laughs> put out some content. Yeah. This is hard graph. This is, um, this is like true hustle. Two shifts in a day. You... We all, you know, we're not going to do that whole Molly May thing, but, you know, the hours are what we make them, right? No, it is. I mean, to be honest, it, it is to some extent. And when I was first making videos, right, this, let's say this is um, not the very beginning, but let's say TikTok, right? When TikTok was first transformed from Musical.ly to TikTok, we were uploading um, around me personally, I would come out to film two days a week, maybe even one day a week. And I would only upload one video a week. That's it. Only because I had no time weather was horrendous so it was almost impossible to actually film anything getting people out to film getting you know your friends to come out with you and actually write out write down ideas and talk about you know how can we make the next most viral video and that's all i was doing one video a week when i look back at it i was th I, I was thinking for like a while now if i had produced more videos back then i think i'd have more opportunities or I'd be able to bigger build an even bigger foundation than i have now yeah but like when i look back all i was doing was one video a week this is insane. And you know, the the really crazy thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was shocked when I heard <laughs> this. I know, Paul, not only are you running essentially what is two, two very busy full-time jobs, yeah. essentially, you do all the editing yourself, yeah. the, the cutting, the, like everything. Everything. So like I, I would come up with the, my own idea. I would just sit there, stare in space in my room and just kind of figure out how can I make the next most viral video, right? figure out what people are need to get involved in it, location, I'd go location scouting, you know, it, to to your average person, this seems like, okay, he just went out and filmed a video. But the thought process behind filming a video is a lot. Find the location, find people to get involved with, find the right area, get the right weather, because as you know, UK weather is just terrible. <laughs> um, you know, figure out not just like location, but what's the scenario, you know? Like, what do you want to happen in this video for that? trick or whatever to play off really well yeah so there's a lot to think of and then after that you get to the editing stage you know then you're like you get there and you're like all right i don't like this at all yeah you know or it might be the best thing ever and don't get me wrong i've looked at my videos and i've gone no i'm not uploading this i don't like this and those videos have sat there for weeks and then i go all right you know what i haven't really uploaded for a little while let me revisit those old concepts take out the video figure out a new way to edit a new style maybe i've seen a trend or something that can, i can get inspired by and apply it to that and sometimes you're just sitting on on absolute gold mines so 
yeah, it's 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 a journey to be honest. And it, and it's a business, isn't it? Everything you've been yeah. talking about there. All I'm thinking is I'm thinking I can relate to that. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. Looking at the weather, speaking with the videographer, the planning, the scheduling, what's going to go viral. Like this is everything. All this thought process you could say happens in a warehouse business or a logistics business. Like it's the same. It's the same it's the for same. anything. Yeah, for anything you do, not necessarily video creation or content creation. It's the same for anything. You know, you need good planning. You need to know how to strategize yourself and like figure out, okay, what is the next step and how do you go from A to B? You know, because without knowing, without seeing it in your head, you can't get to to where you want, right? So you have to firstly visualize where you want to go and what you want to happen. The rest, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not the best at editing, you know? There are people that are much better at editing than me, but I found a formula that works. I found a formula that really, really, like, you know, when you execute it, it really takes off and I've just stuck to that. Yeah. Oh, mate. Uh, do you know what? For anyone that knows me, mm. um, and also I know, when, when I know that I'm really excited to get into a podcast yeah. is is when I'm listening and I'm really thinking, right, I had some ideas of what I was going to talk about. Bollocks to that. <laughs> We're talking about something else. We're really going to dive into it. Yeah, because yeah, this, is, it. this is like the, this is the reality. Everything that we talk about, uh, certainly Paul and I and other content that we put out about you manage your own hours, your structure, your visualization, what you want from it mm-hmm. long term, how you plan it, really map it out, commit to it. No excuses. I'm not being funny, but what are you rocking followers on each platform at the moment? So TikTok, which is my biggest platform, that's 11 million followers. Um, Instagram, quarter of a million. Facebook, over half a million. Uh, YouTube, over a quarter of a million. Um, Snapchat, like plus, I think, quarter of a million as well. Yeah, there's a big equal sign, hard work and smart work. That's what that is. Like that's, yeah. that's you know You know what, like I, I've seen people that film every single day and, you know, it, it takes them a long time to get somewhere. And when I look at it that way, I don't think it's about, about quantity as such. Don't get me wrong, this is a quantity game now. It really is, you know, it's about who's producing the most amount of content. But at the same time, I feel like it's who's making the best quality content, you know? Mm. Like if you can focus on quality, I feel like there's more value, right? And then there was a saying, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like, um, focus on quality until you can do both quantity and quality. Yeah. You know, because I've seen it many times. I've seen my friends produce countless number of videos, but they don't take off. Yeah. Whereas one really well executed video, regardless of what it could be, can change everything. Yeah. You know, and TikTok is that platform where you have the, you know, that kind of reach, that organic reach, where if you get it right, you know, you can really take off. Yeah, it's like they, they they always talk about really focus on having good audio and good visual because if you haven't if you if you're banging out ten videos a day yeah. but you've got poor quali- poor audio poor visuals it changes everything it cha- that thumb swipes real everything. quick you know what when I if you go through my content and you go through my page one thing you'll notice and I've had every single person say this colors yeah bright bright colors yeah. you know you're spoiled for choice on that page because yeah I make sure like when I film a video and I can show you a before and after I've like filmed a video where the leaves on trees are grayed out kind of because of just the, the way that the weather currently is. Um, you know, the grass on the, on the ground is just kind of died out a little yeah. bit. And I just bring them all back to life. Yeah. And when you look at the before and after, you think, whoa, like, is that the same video? Is that the yeah. same clip that you filmed yesterday? Like it's, and that changes everything. I love it. Before we ever post yeah. a photo from our event, what do I always say? We'll pick the best ones and I'll edit them. Yeah. And I'll bring them to life and just give them that pop. That's why I love the enhance button on TikTok. A lot of people don't know there's that little enhance button. If you haven't got time to do it. You know what the funny thing is? I've never used TikTok to edit a video. Yeah. I don't film on TikTok. And in fact, there was a, I was at an event once, at a TikTok event uh, a year and a half ago. And people from TikTok just came up to me saying, hey, can you film a video for us? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. 
take the camera and they had it on TikTok. And I was like, sorry guys, I have no idea what to do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like genuinely, I, I don't use TikTok to edit yeah. anything. It's all on camera, like using yeah. the camera app on the phone. And then everything is edited on the laptop. Nothing's yeah. like, I, I use a couple apps on my phone. That's only from like out and about and I want to film a quick story, but it's still like I focus on colors, I focus on clear audio and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But anything that I'm going to put on social media, it goes through my laptop. First. And that's that's a great way to look at things. And I would say a good message here that I want to pass on to everyone watching is start as you mean to go on because yeah. a lot of people will go, oh, but high quality visuals, audio, getting it right. But what if it doesn't do the views? doesn't matter because when you do get there with consistency, mm-hmm. When they look back, they're like, grid aesthetic, this has been insane from the get-go. Yeah. And then you might have that ripple effect where people will go and watch those first videos, mm-hmm. which are still high quality. I feel the same about, you know, we've said it about the podcast. Yeah. I've had people reach out to me and they're like, your podcasts yeah. are insane. Like, why are you not getting thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of views? And even like with Faye, who's behind the camera, like the promo that we mm-hmm. create for you, it's, you know, it's it's pushing towards Stephen Bartlett promos. Course, yeah. Like they are pushing close. But one thing is for sure, consistency. It is. I'll still show up every single time. It is, you know, it is consistency. If you're not consistent, half your formula of creating content is already, yeah. you know, your, your strategy is already dead. Because if you're not consistent, what's the point of putting all those hours in before that? Yeah. To create, to get to where you are now. Yeah. If you're not consistent with it, you know? So consistency is the most important thing. And you hear every single person, every single creator say this, but it's the most important thing, you know? You want people to kind of, you don't want people to skip past you when they're scrolling. You want them to see you and watch your content, right? And the way you do that is by being consistent, by constantly being in their face, on their feeds. And that's consistency. Yeah, showing up everywhere. Exactly. Getting new eyes on you. We, we were talking about cross-platform earlier yeah. and trying not to get disheartened about the amount of views. But even if you bring it down to like 200 views per platform, yeah, that's a lot of views, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of eyes on you per platform. Yeah. And everyone uses those platforms because they prefer it. So even if you're only getting 200 views per platform that's still mm. people that are watching you no, all it the is. time it is and you know that number when you start out is insane to, to be able to say hey like 200 people have just seen what i did yeah that's crazy yeah. and then and then what gets you to the 2000 to the 200,000 to 2 million is consistency yeah you know if people like what you do maybe not now but maybe in a few months time they will come back and go follow you know yeah. you want to make them like what you do yeah. And the way you do that is by constantly showing up yeah, and making them, you know, feel that they're in a position where I might as well just click follow now because I, I'm seeing him everywhere. I might yeah. as well just be invested. Yeah. Arsh, I'm going to say this. I'm excited about this podcast, mate. Okay. We, we, we're going to have to double the time on this, I think. But mate, sure, there's so sure. much to cover on here. Yeah. Is that, mate, where did this, where did this journey start? Like, why okay, did let's, you... Let's go back to the beginning. You know, yeah. yeah. Why did you start on socials? Cool. Because it's a question we all want to know. All right. So I remember when I first started this journey, this was 2011, okay? I think it was like a Christmas event. I was out with family and one of my cousins came up to me and he showed me a trick, right? And don't get me wrong, back then I had no idea of magic. You know, don't get me wrong, I've seen Harry Potter and things like this. I And I love those movies, right? But when someone came up to me and that was my cousin to show me a trick, I was like, I don't know what to really expect. I don't know what this is gonna be. And he did the trick and I was like, okay, that's cool. I just kind of brushed it off. <laughs> Fast forward two hours later on the way back home, I was just, just there thinking like, okay, how did that actually happen? Because it was like a delayed reaction. And then I was like, all right, you know what? Cool. Uh, I don't really know any party tricks. So let me just grab a pack of cards, learn one thing. And I did that. I just learned one trick the next day, I think from YouTube. Or just, the first thing I, I found when I Googled, learned that trick. 
kind of, I wouldn't say perfected it, but just did it a few times to the point where I was comfortable to like show someone. But don't get me wrong, my heart was pounding. Yeah, yeah. I was nervous, right? Because you don't want to mess this stuff up. Like that's the that's the whole essence of the trick, you know? Cool. Did it to mom and dad and they were like, oh. You're quite good. Yeah. <laughs> and that energy, like I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of cool. I, I like what I just kind of felt there. And I was like, all right, cool. Next day, I was so I was in school. I was in uh, year 11 at the time. Um, and I took the card, pack of cards to school. And I showed a couple of my friends. And again, that reaction, that energy, I got it. And I was like, yo, this feeling is the amazing. Buzz. That buzz that you get from making, you know, someone smile by, and then at the end of the day, they have no idea how you did it. It's just a crazy feeling. So I was like, cool, let me, and then I spent a week just like learning five new tricks. And then every day I'd come into school and start doing it to my friends. And there's, you know, I'd feed off that hype. Until one point when I was at school, I did a trick and I was surrounded by like, I think 30 or 40 people. And I was just in the center doing this one trick. And my heart was beating because I was like, if I just get this wrong, it's all over. It just doesn't feel right. That trick went amazing. And that buzz stayed with me. So I was like, okay, you know what? I am, st I am doing this. I'm making, you know, I'm going to learn more tricks and perfect the art of just learning magic. And then it went from cards to coins to just any object that I could get my hands on, right? Making things vanish, appear and all sorts of stuff. And then I heard about Instagram and Instagram had then just moved from photos to videos. And that was right. around 2011 or 2012. And I made my first video and it's still on my feed if you scroll really, really like all the, to the bottom. But when I look back at that video, it was nighttime. It was completely dark. You know, there was no reason at all for that video to do well. It didn't do well, of course, but it was just something that I made for myself because I just wanted to start making videos because I just heard about this new feature. So I was like, cool, a 10 second video, I'll do that. Yeah. And then I made a couple more and my my third or fourth video went viral. Wow. Right, this is at the peak of Instagram. What did it, it do? It got uh, pushed onto Facebook and yeah. it got pushed onto Lad Bible and did oh. a million views. Wow. Right, and I woke up the next day and my phone was just buzzing with messages. I woke up really late that day and my phone was just buzzing. Oh, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, yeah. I'm being tagged by like over hundreds of people. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I, cause there's nothing there. I had, I had no kind of mention or could, couldn't see anything. Mom, don't go work, we've made it. Yeah, and then, <laughs> everyone. I, and then I click on Facebook and I see tagged by Lad Bible. And I'm like, yo, I'm just reading the comments and everyone's like, this is great, this is amazing. I, and I'm just feeding off that energy. And I don't get me wrong, there's also like hateful comments on there as there always is. Yeah. But I was looking at the, at the as a, at the positive ones and I was like, I love this. I love making content and I love the response I'm getting from it. Yeah. So I just kept doing it. I kept making more videos. Now fast forward, this is about 2012, 13, 14 ish. And um, Worldstar on Instagram was a huge, it's still a huge page, but it's a huge page at that time as well. Yeah. And they came across one of my videos. They reached out to me and said, can we post it? And they, and, and they did. And that grew my Instagram from zero to almost 10,000 in a day. Wow. Right. And that's where I started to get re like real attraction because I, Focused on Facebook, it didn't really work for me. Focused on, then focused on Instagram. I got a bit of reach here and there. And then I was like, really like, let me just push this properly now. And then Worldstar kind of just helped out a lot. And just the next couple of videos I posted, they just took it from me and they started posting it. And I was just growing at a rapid speed because of their audience, you know, and the comments on there were just insane. People loved seeing that kind of magic. So yeah. I was like, cool, let me do it. And then fast forward 2014, I'm in uni. And I kind of stopped for a little while because I have to focus on education, just finish this last chapter. So I'm still learning. I'm still doing what I can. I'm still trying to make videos in the in the process, but it's not as consistent. And like I said, consistency is the main thing. So I did see a huge dip 
in engagement and followers and all sorts of stuff. And don't get me wrong, that's disheartening because you you feel like oh, I've just built all of this and now it's just dropping, right? Yeah. But I was like, all right, whatever happens, happens. I've got no choice. I have to finish the degree. I have to finish the studying anyway. Let me keep building what I can build. And then when the time comes, I'll just kind of just dish it out properly and, fo and focus on it properly. So I did that. 2018, I've like I've passed, I've done it what I had to do. And in the meantime, I had like a few viral videos, but it was just not enough for it to be sustainable in the sense of keep growing. Momentum keep getting had seen. dropped. Yeah. Momentum yeah. had dropped. And to be constantly seen by people and to constantly get good reach, it, it, it was a struggle. And then when I finished my degree, I was like, now it's time to go full time. When I say full time, I mean like full time because I'm still, I've still got a job, but I yeah. wanted to use every second of the, of the time that I had left during the day to, to plan videos, to figure out who I'm going to film with. And then I reached out to another magician friend. Um, and he was just, I think he just moved to London. And funny enough, like I just messaged him saying, hey, this is a, you got a great video. Love what you do, just keep it up. He replied back saying, hey mate, like I love your stuff. Just went through my page. Where do you live? And funnily enough, he was around the corner from me, you know? So we kind of met up. Um, kind of touch base, figure out, you know, what what his direction is, what my direction is, and just kind of caught up because I didn't really have much connections back then. And after that, um, he kind of invited me out one day to film with a couple of friends. And that's kind of how the content creation thing began. Yeah. You know, then I then I was out with these people with this energy. And don't get me wrong, they were not like huge creators. Um, one of them was, but he had kind of gone like through ups and downs and kind of stopped a little bit, started a little bit, but he was really well known. And we just started all making content together. Right, it was like me helping out my magician friend and and helping out other people and them helping me back in the same time. So that was it, and we were just making content on a daily basis. Yeah, and I would just come out twice a week, but like even that, like maybe once a week if I couldn't make it. And I would just focus on trying to figure out one good video that I know I could be proud of to upload, not just yeah. anything. Because I I'm not a huge believer in like just uploading everything and anything. I feel like you've yeah. got to really feel proud about what you do as well. Yeah, you know? I, I don't want someone to go through my page and say, "Yo, what is what is this?" Like, I think you've also got to feed the right type of content, course, rather yeah. than just throwing shit against the wall. I think you've got to try and yeah. feed the platform what it wants. Yeah, exactly. And and that's kind of how we figured out the formula for creating viral videos, and. That's when it kind of began. So like 2018, 19, I would say, is kind of really when I went full time. Yeah. But if you look back, it's still been about five or six years of that process of learning, of building, because videos were not really a thing in 2011, 2012. It kind of began a little bit later, towards the end of that, I think. And then it became a much, much bigger thing, because prior to that, you didn't have really short form. You had YouTube, Yeah. you know, and things like Vimeo and just where people upload long form content. Nothing short, Not you don't have anywhere except for Vine, yeah. which was like, what, six seconds? You didn't have anywhere where you could have more than that. And yeah. Vine was amazing. Like the amount of, you know, content people, like, ideas people came up with through Vine was insane. So what you could do in six seconds, now imagine what you could do in 15 seconds, 20 yeah. seconds. Well, that's what it's all about now is this you know? like short form, punchy content, yeah. hooking people in. When did you... When did the light bulb moment happen where perhaps there's a monetary value to all this social media stuff? Like I'm putting in the effort, there's time, there's so, a production. Yeah. When did so that happen? Started making videos. And um, don't get me wrong, like I had heard from friends that like, there's a lot of potential in these platforms and you can make money. So I it wasn't I wasn't in a position where I didn't know anything about it. I knew about it, but I didn't know how do you go about getting to that position where you can get paid from people to make content. Um, and around 2018 is where Musical.ly transformed from Musical.ly to TikTok, and we just jumped on. 
and my friends had about almost 100k each on there already so they were already fast like you know ahead of me in that on that yeah. area and i had about 10,000 instagram that was about it are you ahead of them now uh <laughs> yes yeah yes one of them one of them um wow. but my other friend just took off because he's like started a brand new venture and it's just like working for him amazing insane but we don't look at it as comp like yes we compete with each other but we don't but it's friendly competition you know we make content with each other for each other you know if i grow he grows or they grow that's how it is we don't make content yeah. because we're like okay i want to overtake you or this it's, we do we do do that but it's yeah. as a friend it's, like, a, it's, healthy it's a healthy competition yeah. and that's what it should be because if you're constantly thinking about okay how do i overtake that person you kind of get blinded by everything around you and then you're like we focus on them yeah yeah you, you know you're wasting your energy in the wrong direction focus on just make good content because you will grow regardless yeah. you know yeah. maybe not now maybe in a month maybe in a year but you will grow yeah you know so just focus on what makes you happy the content that makes you happy and you feel proud of you know and eventually you'll find something where you know it might even be that your your ideas have shifted because now you're appealing a bit more to your audience in a way that they want it to so now you're going half half with what you originally wanted and also what they want and that's all you need yeah you know? they say collaboration is like the quickest way to grow 100 it's totally true isn't it just like when I was making content with my friends, that was a collaboration every single day. Yeah. Like we're just tagging each other in that content. We're just filming with a bunch of people, you know, new people, new characters, new faces, and it changes everything. It also makes it fun, doesn't it? Because sometimes when you're doing this, we talk a lot about like being an entrepreneur, which this is essentially, you know, someone who's being creative, someone who's, you know, running essentially yeah. something that they want to build for a brighter future. You do get times where you're like, oh, fucking hell. Look, so let, me, let me explain. So with magic, right? You can film magic anywhere, sitting at a table. I can do something right now. I can, you know, I can do something with people, without people. It, it doesn't really need anything other than a skill set and a bit of talent and just knowing how to present. Right? Magic is all, all about presentation. Yeah. And how do you keep someone hooked onto your trick? But let me say one thing, which is, energy changes everything. If you're yeah. filming with people, your entire vision of how you're going to make content changes. Because I can make a viral video sitting at home. But I get bored of it. You know, over time, when you do the same thing over and over and over again, you get bored. Yeah. Maybe people may not because they like that style or they like what they're watching, but you can actually get bored because it's your same, it's a routine. Now yeah. you're waking up, filming the same video, sitting in the same chair. Talking to yourself. Talking, to, Essentially talking to yourself, yeah. editing it in the exact same way. There's nothing different, right? Yes, it may work, but you may get drained out and like burnt out completely. And that's happened to me several times. Yeah. But when you're filming with people and actually filming proper content with different types of energy around you, you, I don't feel burnt out. I feel like, okay, this is a new opportunity every single day. Having fun. Exactly. Having you know? fun. If you're not having fun, then what's the point? Exactly. Do you think social media is like a drug? Do you think it's addictive? 100%, yes. Because, you know, once you start like really delving into these numbers, if these numbers start to decrease, you start to feel like really disheartened and like, what's going on why why am i not hitting you know a, a million views anymore why am yeah. i not getting to this kind of reach anymore what's going on and i've had that so many times yeah uh, a year and a half ago um to maybe almost two years ago now so julius was out in mexico filming content with, with friends and some of my friends as well and we're all like because we all know each other right and he had his journey where like he was kind of trapped there and he kind of built his own content house and my friends called me out there they were like come through so we did and but prior to going out to Mexico, I felt like my social media had kind of died. And this was because of COVID times. Right. Right. Can't go anywhere. Couldn't really film with people. Stuck at home. Same routine. I tried to film as many videos as I could. They did well, but I got bored of it. Yeah. You know, and I would only really save uh, like to the camera videos 
for when I cannot do anything, like a last resort kind of thing. Because I, I still want to make content. I still want to, you know, feed my audience something whilst I can't do what I want to do. Got called out to Mexico and we just started filming. And within about one week, my page just started flying again. And that was because of collaborations, mm. new faces, new location, new area, just a huge change in potential opportunities around you and possibilities of things you can yeah. do. And that has changed everything. Which, which technically is the same as anything, like new growth. You know new when growth. people, you know when people turn around and say, "I've been in a job thirty years." Yeah. Some people would look at that as like, "Wow, it's great. You've had like four promotions. Yeah. You've been there thirty years." But other people will turn around and say, "I just heard no growth." Yeah. Like you know, where was the change? Where was the? I but, got. But do you I know got, what it is? Like, even though I'm saying like I went to Mexico for like this whole new opportunity, my formula and my content did not change. Yeah. That formula works, and it still works, and there's nothing to change about the formula because. It it does exactly what you think it should do. Yeah. It's about you know sometimes, and I've realized this, the platform can hold you back. Yeah, this happens a lot with Instagram. I feel like recent, more recently. Earlier on, I was able to you know in seconds reach like hundreds of thousands of people, and then they started changing their algorithm, and the reach I just started declining and declining and declining to the point where you know I'm hearing this from everyone now. Like, yeah. hey, my reach on Instagram is just not amazing. But then I've got people that would, smaller pages, that would just steal my video from my page with my watermark and get like 60 million views. And I'm like, where's my reach? Where did that, where did that go for me? You know, and that's happened many times. I've complained about it many times, but that's just not something they can really like, you know, crack. That's, that's insane though. I've yeah. never understood that. Cause one of my videos that um, on my TikTok that did the 18 and a half million, um, done really well. Yeah. And then when that was being, some videos are were tagged in and like you, it does get frustrating. There was other videos, that same video, the highest amount that I saw it do was another 16 million views. Yeah. And I got no tag, nothing like that. That's it. That's insane that mine did 18 and a half. That, there was one particular video that did 16 million views. And amongst others, you're talking up to another 20 yeah, million. easily. And you don't get tagged and you're thinking, how is that redone the same numbers I didn't tag me in it. <laughs> like, no, that, but you know what? That's insane. the game. That's the game. Like, yeah. you can't, uh, you know, as much as you want to get tagged and everything, you no just No one can't. owns content, right? No one owns content, you know, and that's a problem because it just means there's no way to really go back to the original person. And, and don't get me wrong. I've seen people that have just tagged me as a watermark on a video. But the funny thing is, if it's not an easily accessible, clickable link, no one's going to go to you. Yeah. No one wants the hassle of typing something in, getting off of the video they're currently watching just to see what, you know, no one does that. If yeah. anything, a percentage, a very small, you know, less than like a one percent range of people would do that. Yeah, and that's only if they really like what you've what you've done, or they've seen you seen you before, and they go, okay, I don't know who that is, but now I want to know who that is. Which is funny because you know, there's that like really low conversion rate. If you've got a hundred thousand, your blue tick on Instagram, but you yeah. start a YouTube channel, you get like no conversion because people yeah. are like, oh, that means I've got to click on another link. <laughs> like people no, don't want to do it. It's, it's not about clicking on a link. I think it's about typing out a link. Like I've seen people take my content and just watermark me, but no one's gonna type my username in. Yeah. You know, if it's clickable, at least you know it's a one tap and you're there. Yeah, it's true. Whereas to type in like one click versus 10 characters, plus your extra taps to get to your certain pages it's crazy, and tabs. It's crazy, isn't it? You know, no one's gonna do it. So you're right, no one really owns content, but it's also part of the game because you can't feel frustrated about that. Do you know why? Because all those extra views you've gotten is your face being pushed out yeah. to 20 million, 30 million more people. Yeah. You know, than you would have done it yourself because someone else, some fan or some fan made page has just pushed out all of your content. Yeah. Great example, Andrew Tate, right? 
the reason he blew up on TikTok the way he did, and he even said it, he didn't have a page on TikTok, he didn't have a profile. Which is crazy. It's because fans were taking his content and just distributing across the across the entire platform. Yeah. And at that point, you know, like you're gonna see his face and you're gonna want to know what this is all about. Yeah. So he took over because he was just everywhere. Yeah. You know, so I it's love not a bad thing. I sent Paul and I sent a few of other people yesterday because I, I started paying attention more to Gary V. Yeah. Of I'm course. starting to yeah. listen to Gary V more because when we actually go back over his timeline, he's been right about a lot of things. A lot of things. And and now I'm like Okay, kind of got to listen to what he says. And I loved what he said yesterday. I saw a video pop up saying he was asked, should we still be going all in on content and platforms? He was like, 100%. Yeah. Like people don't realize it's the most you know, underestimated Social marketing. media and content is digital currency, right? Yeah. That's what it is. If you're making content, you know, that's your cash into getting access to all these new platforms. If you're big on one platform to get on the next platform, it's easy. But yeah. if you don't have that content, you know, there's no there's no ticket to that next platform. Yeah. You know, like, for example, I've been wanting to get onto Snapchat for a little while and, and do like my own Snapchat shows and stuff. And one of the things about that is they're very secretive with everything that they do. Right. Snapchat is very secretive. And I think it, it might be the same with a lot of other platforms, but I've seen right. it a lot more with Snap. But I found if you've got the right kind of content and the right kind of connections, you can kind of go to any platform, you know, and they'll, they will help you. That's how it was for TikTok. When we started making content, we were kind of... Five or six of us were the main people in the UK making content and actually it working, us getting really like insane reach. And then I think after I started making content back in 2019, fast forward about two months or so, I had like, I was in a position where I was at an event and I just met someone from TikTok, you know, and we connected. And from there on, it's just been an insane journey because they've helped us with everything. Yeah. Any problems on the app, any, any like copyright stuff, sounds, anything that we have issues with and even the growth they would help us with that and wow. figure out like, how can we get you to the next level? And Powerful that kind of network. Stuff. That's it, you know, yeah. network is your net worth. So if you know the right people, you can get to kind of any platform, any app, you know, but like I said, content, if you don't have the content, that's your key, right? I love that. I love the fact that you're talking about the network. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> Listen up, we don't say it for for no reason. That's it why is. that's why we're building this, uh, this uh, events company. It's so powerful, your network, like who you know, and, and again, which ties into like collaboration. I want to ask a question because yeah. everyone watching, you've got blue ticks everywhere, you've got big following. People will always want to know, hmm. okay, cool, I'm starting on socials, I'm trying to build a following. I want a little bit of an end goal. I want to look at this financially as a, you yeah. know, there's going to be a result. What's kind of been your biggest income stream across all platforms? Where's your kind of, where? what would you say would be the bread and butter of where the money is right now? In terms of what, like a single Finances. platform? Finances, yeah, or? like single platform. Taking If we exclude like brands, which are yeah. paying massive amounts for TikTok creators, where's kind of like the income stream, so, like digital assets? Sure, so... I would say mainly TikTok has been the one that's really been beneficial for me in that in that aspect. So starting on TikTok, um, when TikTok transformed to TikTok, TikTok came to us to create content for Instagram, right? So we would make content for Instagram with only one thing, and that's our username and then a little end card that they made for us right. to put at the end of the video, nice. right? And that just says on TikTok, that's it with our username and their little created animated uh, end card was about two seconds. So every video we'd create, we just add the end card. There was no restriction on what we could do, for example, just upload it. And that was probably one of the, honestly, one of the first brand deals that I did with TikTok. And that was like a, a very high five figure deal. Wow. Right. And just us making content, literally no change, nothing. There's, there's no like CTAs in the video itself saying, hey, go to TikTok or nothing like that, nothing in the caption. It's just a little end card. 
and that was it. And then from there, crazy opportunities started coming up because we were growing on TikTok. So TikTok has been the main reason, like the main kind of fund in terms of you know making money. Yeah. And I'm not talking about creative fund. I'm talking about working with brands and the biggest creators and biggest brands on the app, right? Even people, even pages and platforms that are not on the app, but like yeah. you know, you know their names. So an example of of companies and brands that I've worked with, like Mini Cheddars. Um, I've worked with Domino's, uh, Burger King. Um, we've done stuff for Fashion Nova, which is crazy because I didn't even know Fashion Nova worked with with men, mostly yeah. girls. Um, Bang Energy, which has been a crazy deal, which I'll explain in a second. Um, and just like NHS during COVID and just so many different, so many different brands, right? Um, and yeah, it's been all TikTok to be honest. And now there's other apps, like now you have YouTube, which you can make amazing money from. You have Facebook. Facebook is a beast. If you don't know much about that, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's pro one platform that's also kept very kind of undercover because not everyone knows about it. Everyone knows the formula to creating yeah. good videos for Facebook. But mainly I found it's Instagram. I've done a lot of stuff, but you don't necessarily get amazing brand deals for Instagram as such. And mostly yeah. if you do is pictures, because that's kind of what the platform was made for. Um, but a lot of stuff that I would do for TikTok, I would get asked, hey, can you share it on TikTok, on, on Instagram as well? Yeah. That kind of thing. But I wouldn't necessarily get a brand deal just for Instagram. They'd mainly come they for like everything. To marry yeah, it. they kind of come for everything. Yeah. Hey, can you just put it on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram? Can you give us a, like, you know, a yeah. kind of quotation for how much you charge to do that? That's what so, yeah. that's what I found. I found at the moment, I mean, not I'm small fish, but even with the brands that I've been working with is that they like the TikTok post yeah, the content, yeah, yeah. but then they like you to marry that up with sharing it on Instagram Story. stories. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's what I'm exactly. finding. Like we were just doing one before we started today. And what I want to ask and share yeah. as much or as little as, as you're happy with people always and don't no need to give like an exact figure sure. or anything like that. But there are a lot of people who still don't believe that you can't make money off of it. What a load of rubbish, just people dancing about you can earn some pretty decent yeah, yeah, yeah. figures in in one deal, like six figures. Like what you know, what could you push to five for high five figures in one deal with you, these you, some of these you, companies you, you look, mentioned? Uh, you can make seven figures, you know. And Bang Energy, for example, uh, w they kind of reached out to me, and they're essentially what they wanted was, hey, can you just make like two or three videos for us a week for like a year, right? And that contract, that that deal, it did so well that they came back for another two more years. Wow, and. It's just us holding their cans or their drinks that they have in our videos. And we're not doing anything specific with it. We're just, it's just in shot and we just take a sip, right? But those, like that deal was like a, a six figure deal. And they came back three, like two or three more times after that. And on top of that, they give you extra bonuses for like extra content that they need when they need it and stuff. Yeah. And you get paid the same amount and stuff. So, you know, making money on social media, it's not impossible. And it's not, and it's a lot more than people think. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more about how do you get to the position position where you can actually get paid. Yeah. And that's your brand, not necessarily brand awareness, but your brand image. How do yeah. you come across to people? You know, so for example, with like, you know, Bang Energy and all these kind of brands, we just said to them, hey, we're going to mix magic with your product, you know, and they love that idea. Yeah. And they just came back for more. Fashion Nova, same thing. They kind of, they just sent me like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of clothes every month for free. Just can you wear it and just tag us? Nothing else. Yeah. You know, and there's literally nothing about it. You just make your video as you're going to make it. It's insane, isn't it? You know, if I'm going to wear a jacket, just make sure you wear a Fashion Nova jacket and then just tag us in the caption saying at Fashion Nova. Do you ever sit there and just go, hang on a minute. Hang on, you're going to pay me that amount? Yeah. Just to do that. Because I, uh, uh, you know, I was talking about, I've just had what would be classed as my biggest brand deal yeah, yeah, yeah. so far. And even I was looking at the requirements of the campaign going, 
hang on a minute. People are going to go and do 150 hours to earn that. Yeah, exactly. For for me, just look. Doing... I work a full time job. I make more money on my side hustle, my my actual second part, my full time job, than my main job. Right? It's crazy. But the reason I keep that full time job is for a couple of reasons. Right? A couple of things. One, balance. Because I've realized that if I start, you know, going full time in one thing, I get lazy. You know, right. you, you realize you've got so much time on your hands. And you're not going to film every single day, right? Especially if, like, let's say you don't have your own team around you and you're kind of relying on other people to collect your friends and stuff to go film with. You have no dedicated team. That's one thing. So you're going to be lazy. You're going to, like, just kind of say, okay, I'll film tomorrow or anything. Or you might have everything around you ready and you just feel like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow because I know I've got tomorrow. I know I've got, I've got more time this week. Yeah. Second thing is, uh, so one was, uh, like, balance. Second thing is um, you just kind of, if you don't have a direction you can almost immediately burn out. Yeah. Because you don't know where you're going to go, right? So I feel like having a job that's creative, that kind of complements what you do, helps a lot. And even like the place that I'm working, anywhere that I go, I make sure that they like what I do. Yeah. You know, they, they are aware of what I do and they and it complements me because if it doesn't, then there's no point, right? So I really make sure that wherever I go, I make sure that the, um, the environment that I'm in it complements this magic side, whether yeah. it means that they like what I do, as in in the sense of they've seen it, they've done their own background research and and bought it up themselves without me having to say anything. Or, you know, if I've got an amazing opportunity coming up and I say, hey, I need a couple of days off, are you okay? They like, immediately will say yes. That's really good. You know, and if you don't have that, then it doesn't work out. You know, you could you could try and balance everything, but that just won't work out because you'll miss more opportunities on your full time, second full time than you would on your main. Then it's like, okay, I might as well just leave and just focus on this full time. Yeah. But I've just felt personally, I, I can get lazy. I can get, I've taken two weeks off at one point just for the sake of it. And I just got really lazy. I'll be yeah. honest. It happens, you know, I've got all these ideas written down, planned out. Okay, I'm going to go out and film this, this, this on this day. And it just didn't happen. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll stick with what I'm doing because it works. Yeah. For a little bit longer and as soon as i feel like okay i'm about to miss an opportunity i'll just leave you know yourself i really like that yeah. and i really respect that highly respect that because there are a lot there are a lot of people that are totally the opposite they're just lazy with with everything that everything they do but you are what i really want people to really understand here is what we talk a lot about as well on other podcasts is this uh possibility of putting in these hours and actually yeah. enjoying both like for, for um as i was explaining to you i I worked my full-time job yep. for pretty much 10 years yep. alongside whilst I was building everything because I also like the balance. When I went to my previous full-time job, I basically went there for downtime yeah. and a bit of fun. Yeah. But I didn't have that full backing in terms of, you know, they respect what you're doing. That's really good. I yeah. had the opposite of where they saw me as a bit of a target. And yeah, um, yeah. I was in a job where they really wanted you to progress quite quickly. And, you know, people would come up to me and Do be you know like, what? like... I've applied to a couple places I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of selective with where I go as very selective where I want to go and where I want to work. But wherever I've applied, I've noticed one thing. If that company somehow brings up the, like the magic side of what I do, then it's almost immediately a yes for me because they appreciate what I do. And, and I know that, you know, when I get an amazing opportunity down the line, they're not going to say, Hey, no, you have to be here. Yeah. They're very like flexible and, and I have that freedom, you know, yeah. but companies that don't, mention that i feel like are very um serious and they're not very like you know that that fun kind of company where yeah. when they see an amazing opportunity and the amazing things that you can do with things they kind of hold you back and i don't want that if i get held back how held, held sorry held back by something yeah. then it's like already i'm like no i'm leaving now like there's no need 
how have you found through your growth <clears throat> can go to a lot of people's heads um i'm going to uh i'm going to be bold and i'm going to state this at our last event we've got yeah. people who have got quite frankly compared to yours very yeah. small following but yeah, yeah. um some of them are assholes i'll say that quite uh, and i say that boldly and i, I say yeah. that with with um with intention because some people have been quite disrespectful but through growth yeah. through getting blue ticks it can go to people's heads i'm yeah. very much you're a human i'm a human of course yeah there's no different and, and i can really feel that from you how have you found that or is that just in you from from youth no is that just i'll be totally honest i feel like i've always been very humble and you know these opportunities come from my hard work so I don't, and anyone can do it. It's not about, hey, I'm better than you because I did something. It's not like that because yeah. anybody can do it. It's about how much time can you really spend and how many times can you go through getting rejected to getting to where you are now? You know, yeah. th that, that's where the consistency, the hard work comes in and anyone can do it. So I don't look at anyone and go, hey, I'm better than you because I've got yeah. this blue tick or I've, I've made this much money or I've worked with this person or whatever because anyone can do it. It's not about that, yeah. you know? And you know, you don't know, like you could, you could just assume and say things, whereas that person may have done like 10 times more than you in a completely different, yeah. you know, environment. So I don't ever look at it like that. It's just about respect, isn't it? We it talk is. a lot about even like, take it, let's take it back to full-time employment. We, we did some content earlier, obviously a lot of my content has yeah. been around that because that's, that's things that I'm really passionate about is I find it insane. Yeah. I'd love to hear your views on this. I genuinely find it insane that people in the, corporate world full-time yeah. employment if they are of a superior position yeah and they earn more than someone else in that corporate world it entitles them to talk down to someone else i've seen that so many times i find it bizarre what's that all about and why is it allowed that's what i want to know i don't know it's not allowed the reason like it's, it's not there, addressed it's not addressed it's not like it shouldn't be allowed right but it's not addressed because people that are Let's say it's just use the hierarchy that you said, like that are lower than these other people. They can't really say anything because they're not in that position to say anything, you know. But I feel like that ego and that kind of lack of humbleness comes from the people that you're around. Yeah. If you're around other people that act the same way, you're going to act the same way, you know, because yeah. you're going to match their energy. And, and I'll be very honest. I'm, I'm going to say this now. I'm very blessed and lucky to be around people that are the same energy as me, yeah. you know, and I'm very selective with my friend group. If I know that that person's on a, like a bad path or like something that I don't want to do, I will immediately leave them. I'm, that's not my energy and that's not where I want to go. And luckily enough, I'm around people that are business minded, that want to make, you know, not just good money, but just create a very good brand for themselves and create a good image for themselves. You know, like I've had my friends give me opportunities, but I always, I, I almost always kind of reject them unless they they fit with me because I, I feel like I want to do it myself. I want to work hard and get that opportunity for myself. Like there's a saying, right? If you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Yeah. And that's how it is. I, I like to figure out the formula, figure out how I can get from A to B. And now I know that even if my friends are not around me, I don't need them to be successful. Yeah. Because when you start needing someone and needing other people, that's where ego can get to you. And yeah. we're all like that. We're all, we all wanna do stuff for ourselves and build something for ourselves. And we help each other out along the process. You know, yeah. that's how we are. And I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by people that are like-minded and are very, very humble. I'll tell you something now. It's a common theme. Mm. We always talk about this environment. You, you it, who you are around will dictate the yeah. lane that you, you end are up who you going around down. With. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and like conversations like this is is such a common theme with people that we po you know podcast with and talk to. It's always like 
at the heart of it, you mentioned network earlier, and the people that you're around. If you're around creative, upbeat, supportive, they don't even need to understand your vision. Like mm -hmm. family members, you know, bless my my mum and dad, haven't always understood exactly what I do, what it's all about, but they just go, we just hope you smash it. And we're, and we're yeah, here to support let me you. Say, let me say something about that. So when I first started doing magic, right, so 2011, I started picking up, pack, the first thing I did was pick up a pack of cards. And I, I was spending hours, man. Like, you know, you're learning a couple of tricks. It's not a minute, like a couple of minutes. It's hours because yeah. you're learning so many little like, cool things about it and like hand dexterity and sleight of hand and being able to shuffle cards because you don't really want to shuffle on a table because that just looks weird. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I was spending hours, man. Like hours and hours, like practicing and practicing and practicing. And my parents were looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're just Mate, paying the pieces of paper. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Pay the rent. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm at school, right? So... Indian parents, bro, like the, they are on your case. They want yeah. you to do really well. You know, they want you to be an, a doctor, an engineer or whatever Very you can, academic, right? Yeah. So I'm over there thinking like, okay, cool. I am going to balance everything, but they're just on my case. Like, hey, like, what are you doing? Right. And of course, 2011, I've made no money from this stuff. I'm just doing it for fun. Yeah. Right. Because I had no idea where this could lead to. Like, I was a kid, man. I had no clue where this was going, but I just did it because I wanted like a side hobby. I did so many like little things, but I didn't have something that I could really say, hey, like, I've stuck with one thing and I like this one thing and magic just kind of resonated with me really well. So I just stuck with it and they didn't really believe. And I, as I started growing older, actually, I, I was telling them like, hey, you know, there's a potential that I could do big things with this stuff. This like, could pull off. Like, you know, I'm hearing stories about people on YouTube who are making insane money and creating this brand and working with the biggest brands in the world, just making fun content around whatever they're doing. And I was showing them and they're like, there's no way they're making money. Like, I was like, if they're not making money, why are they doing it every day? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, th there's something there. They didn't get it. And fast forward a couple of years, I'm still doing the same thing. And they're still on my case. Like, hey, what are you doing? Because I'm spending all my time doing this, man. Like, I'm, I, I learn more magic tricks than Building I did in my craft. studies. You know, I, I didn't know much in my course and stuff. And I, to the point where I was in, I think year 12 or 13, so sixth form, I failed one of the years, right? Because I wasn't, firstly, I was around bad company. People that, when I said bad company, not people that do bad things, but people that time waste. They just sit yeah. there and like, they don't focus. Yeah, just complete procrastination. And they, rather than studying, they want to go elsewhere and just, you know, just go sit around and just like, I wasn't around bad people, just bad mind set, I, I would say. Laziness, yeah. Yeah, and that really affected me. And um, luckily I was around like good teachers who really believed like, hey, I've got, I've got potential. And I continued and I, and, I, and I just left what I did and I just focused on that and cleared that all out of the way. And luckily I didn't have to redo any year or anything. I just really like kind of put my head to it and started focusing. Um, and that's when I really took like kind of what they were saying to heart. I was like, okay, they are right. Like I am wasting a lot of my time on this stuff. And so far I've made no money. I've not gone anywhere. Let me just focus on my studies. And I did do that. But at the back of my head, I was always like, I am going to do something with this. Like this, there is something yeah. here. And then when like TikTok kind of came out and I started, you know, creating really cool videos and they liked it. TikTok came out. And I had my first brand deal and they're like, oh, hey, this is cool. Like already their mindset has shifted because now yeah. they see, okay, all the time and effort and, you know, all that time that you spend building up this little knowledge and learning it's tricks. Like proof which, of concept. Yeah, it's like a proof of concept. And, you know, I, I would go at family events and perform for my friends and family and they'd love it, right? But my parents never believed in that because they just thought, okay, it's just a little bit, bit of like time pass kind of thing, you know, nothing else. Um, and then TikTok came around and I started making content. I started making, um, you know, really cool videos that would attract big brands started working with them. They loved the output from that. My parents loved kind of the kind of content, the friendly, you know, just fun energy, watch it, like just to watch it and go, okay, that's cool. You know, like that kind of thing. And they saw the numbers, they saw the likes, they saw the comments and they were like, okay, this is really cool. You know, yeah. I'm not the person making the video, but 
watching it like as a son and they're looking at my videos and they're going okay this is really cool to like watch the, the belief is coming out and then i think the moment it really changed for them they were like okay now you can do whatever you want we're okay with it Right. One, I finished my degree, and of course, as you know, every Indian parent wants that degree on the wall. So I've got that. That was done. <laughs> right. That was done. So I was like, okay, one part of it, it's 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 all, it's all done now. I don't have to worry about that. Um, and I'm working a good job as well. So they were all like, then they know I was secure. Right. Yeah. There was no problem with like doing anything that I wanted to do. But the real the moment that it really changed for them was when I got an email from TikTok saying, "Hey, we have a new campaign coming out, and we want you to be the face of it." Wow. Right. Fast forward, let's say. I think everything happened within about two weeks, right? I went there, did the shoot, and then I think it was live like maybe two or three weeks after that. Basically, I was on every single billboard in wow. London, right? Westfield, huge billboard. High Street Kensington, huge billboard. Piccadilly? Piccadilly Circus. Oh, man. And IMAX Waterloo. Wow. Right? And when they actually went for the first time, so I took them to all the, and th that was live for like two weeks. And you were like that, no, 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 no. It's the one and But here's the thing, right? Like even for myself, like look, a billboard where I'm just kind of like shuffling a pack of cards with my name on it from TikTok saying like, and the caption and the, the campaign was, it starts on TikTok. That was it, right? And Westfield, I live like, I've moved now, but I used to live a five minute walk from Westfield. And that's where I started the whole magic journey, right? So to have that billboard, there in Westfield as you walk past on that big screen and what I'm just standing feeling. there I'm just standing there like I started this almost like what 10 years ago Man. and now I'm on this billboard you know and normally you think of billboards as Listen a up. model a mo like someone you don't even be on a billboard if you're some sort of model right but to mix that with magic I'm not a model right I just did a bit of magic yeah and just learn I'm just holding a pack of cards that's all I'm doing I feel like this is that moment you know where it's like dum, 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 and then Snoop Dogg's on I want to thank me <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to thank me for all this hard work, but mate. You know, that's but you know what? what is, you don't get those opportunities unless you're around the right people. Yeah, you know. Man. And I was around very good energy. I knew where I wanted to go. I knew Love that it. I wanted to make this big. And and a, another part of me was like, I, I want to make my parents believe that yo, there is an actual like, put, there is potential here. Yeah. Then I started getting like crazy opportunities and like contracts for for like you know making money weekly, monthly, and just you know they're, they're seeing all these numbers and payments and they're like, okay, this is real. Do what you want. It's real. You, we know you can. Yeah. You can do this now and. And the funny thing is, this all started because my mum got me a book. I don't know if you've ever read it. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. It's called The Secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And that book, man, it changed my life. Yeah. Like just, just understanding the whole book. And I've read it like three times. I read it like once a year, just to kind of like- Refresh. Yeah, just to refresh because that book really changed my life. Like when you understand, you know, that energy is a thing and like mm. you're thinking along like a certain frequency, bro, it changes everything. Dude, I honestly, what I will say, you're a very humble guy. I appreciate it. Honestly, you are. And I, I really take to that because of especially my yeah. upbringing and stuff like that. And especially as we, you know, we see both sides of the coin is that some people that it really frustrates me when I see it go to people's heads because I think, oh, you're, you're closing so many doors just by not being a no, likable person. I can't do that. I can't, I can't like you know, look at someone and go, hey, I'm better than you. I can't do that. That's just not me. That's not how I've been brought it's, up. You it's, know? it's not how you grow. What no. I would say, dude, as we come to a close, what would be your just final tip for anyone watching this, wanting to really step in front of that camera yeah. and, and show some gifts, show some skills yeah. or just become a couple someone. of things. Believe in yourself. 100%. You've got to believe in yourself and don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do something because if you start believing that, that's true. Like immediately it's true. So you really, if you know you want to do something, just go and do it. Don't let any, what anyone else thinks affect you because 
they're not the one doing it it's you doing it so I love that. I'm going to call you Ash because I feel yeah. like we're I feel like we're buds now. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Thanks so much for coming on. Of course. Um, we're going to put together some some awesome content for this. And for everyone who has watched, thanks so much. Go check out Ash. He's everywhere. <laughs> uh, all links will be in the description, and we'll see you all very soon. Cool.